Happy holidays, everyone, and welcome back to 12 Days Pod. I'm Dan Takaki, and I'm here with my beautiful fiance, princess, lovely lady, sweet little dookie monkey, Kara Zelaya. That only sort of works because I know I forgot to change the intro <laughs> script a little bit, but I changed them both to Dan Takaki. <laughs> so, hello, everyone. It's me. If you're new here, I am Kara, and this is our holiday season podcast, one that is so seasonal that it is only relevant for 12 weeks of the year, which is how long Christmas is meant to be celebrated. That's right. Otherwise, the Krampus will get you. Otherwise, the Krampus will get you, sweet daddy Krampus. We love Christmas, and we love Christmas movies. So we're here to talk about some of our favorites and some of our not-so-favorites for no reason other than to have a good time. So let's get into it. Dan, what are we talking about this week? This week, we are taking a look back at the 2015 Christmas horror movie, Krampus, starring MJ Anthony, Adam Scott, Tony Collette, and Gideon Emery, who voices the titular Krampus. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Now, I'd seen this movie back when it came out, but you hadn't even heard of this before. So why don't you get into what you thought this was going to be about? Yeah, I, per usual, really had no idea what this movie could possibly be about. Every time we mentioned it in figuring out the schedule for the season, mm-hmm. I just assumed we were watching another Gremlins movie. I knew we weren't, but when we talked about Krampus, I just pictured gizmo over and over and over again not quite the same not at all i sort of assumed that it would be a similar thing and that krampus would be a bad christmas demon and he's sort of like a mean santa and he kills people and he's like rah 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 i had no idea yeah i mean you pretty much nailed it he's bad demon santa but instead of leaving presents he leaves behind bodies but he doesn't leave bodies he takes them he takes the bodies into the underworld spoiler alerts spoiler alerts for krampus everyone oh yeah as always yeah (laughs) yeah we're gonna talk about the movie if you want to go see krampus and not have it spoiled go watch krampus but also it's not a movie that can be spoiled as far as i'm concerned sure so how about you what is your history with this film did you watch it at a good place in your life by chance I was probably as close to Max in this movie as summoning Krampus (laughs) at the point in my life when I watched this. So for those of you who don't know, I don't really like horror movies very much. I'm easily scared. I'm jumpy. I'm a jumpy boy. It gets a little sweaty. But this movie came out in the winter of 2015, which was a pretty bleak time for me personally. Very depressed after graduating college (laughs) in my Charlotte from Pride and Prejudice era. With no money and no prospects and living at home, I was working at a bar. Yeah. I had just graduated with a chemical engineering degree and just no prospects for wow. for a future. Uh, so I probably went to go see this movie when it came out to just feel literally anything. Wow. But I remember actually liking it when it came out. Yeah. I thought it was like super campy and weird. And I was right. This movie's wild. Yeah, it is wild. So for the folks at home, tell us, what is Krampus about. So this movie stars MJ Anthony as Max, who is a kid living in a pretty white-collar suburb, and everyone around him is miserable. It's Christmas, and he's been acting out at school for being picked on for still believing in Santa and loving Christmas. 
His family's also pretty bad and doesn't seem to super care about Christmas anymore, except his German grandmother, who they call Omi, who still makes cookies and encourages him to believe, which we'll find out why later. And also is wildly unhelpful throughout this movie. Yeah, she does not... (laughs) She does nothing to prevent all that ensues. Yeah, no warnings whatsoever from her. His parents, played by Adam Scott and Tony Collette, and his sister Beth, are all in bad moods and not wanting to do their typical family traditions because work has been hard and their extended family is coming for the holidays, and none of them like this extended family. So Tony Collette's character, Sarah, her sister's family's coming with their aunt and three kids and her husband. And they're all pretty terrible too. Two of the cousins end up stealing Max's letter to Santa and make fun of him, which causes Max to start fighting with them. And then afterwards, he decides to give up on Santa and the holidays and rips up his letter for Santa and wishes for just a bad Christmas. A lot of the very traditional Christmas movie tropes we're seeing so far, like the the something in the wind that's a wish, you know, yeah. the, the bad cousins that just don't get him. Class. It- disparities sure well it does kind of seem like it's right the same start as home alone the first one yeah and it has some elements of christmas vacation as well Mm -hmm. starts out as a very typical tropey christmas movie right then overnight the krampus descends upon their house and sets off a huge blizzard that kills the power in their neighborhood and traps them inside their house then the krampus and his minions start to pick off the family one by one yeah, yeah. Mmm, <laughs> yummy. <laughs> uh, the first person that they go after is Beth, who goes out in the storm to try and get to her boyfriend's house to see if he has power or any like cell phone service or anything. Yeah. She ends up getting killed by a Jack in the Box. Yeah, and the Jack in the Box is extremely upsetting. I'm on the other end of the spectrum of Dan. I love horror movies, and it's pretty difficult to scare me. I don't love gore or -hmm. like physical comedy necessarily yeah of things that are quasi-realistic which is why i struggle with your slapsticks sure but i love a murder yeah so where do you (laughs) fall on this one because this is kind of like slapsticky murder well what i like about this one is that it's not realistic to me Mm -hmm. so i love it i love it also the jack on a box is gross real it's horrible we'll post some pictures of it when you put this episode up it's ginormous for me uh top tier of the scary things you know what it's like it's like in prisoner of azkaban the jack in the box that parvati sees in the bagger it looks like that almost well there's a we'll get into this but there's an animation scene that happens in the middle of this that also had a lot of like harry potter-esque elements yeah it's confusing but we'll get into that i don't know why that was in there but it was really good yeah so when beth doesn't come home max's dad and uncle go out to look for beth and while they're out in the storm his uncle gets his leg severely wounded by an unseen snow monster that's kind of lurking in the snow so they get back home his uncle survives for now and they board up the house and their omi tells them this story of krampus and how when she was a child it came for her family and took her family and dragged them off to hell but the krampus spared her which is why she keeps the holiday spirits so high right now 
in a very like traditional German way, by which I mean, she just bakes cookies. It's not like she's out here singing carols and being like, come on, everyone, get into the spirit. Yeah. Well, she does. She does encourage Max to keep in the spirit. Yeah. You know? yeah. And like, it seems like this family does have a lot of Christmas traditions. They're just not in the mood for him this year. Sure. Which I guess happens. Um, mm-hmm. Not in our house. Not in our house. So what we mentioned, though, is when the grandma tells this story about how she was visited by Krampus when she was a little girl, it goes into this very interesting looking animation of her just living in Germany and the Krampus coming in, destroying her entire neighborhood. But the Krampus spares her because she's the last one to stop believing in Santa and believing in Christmas and gives her like a large bell. Mm. Another Christmas theme. Kind of like the Polar Express. Yeah. A bauble, if you will. A bobble. Yeah. And she still has this and it says the word Krampus on it. And so they're like, what is this? Why do you have, why is this the first we're hearing of this? Like, why didn't you say anything? And she was like, I didn't want to scare you. If my ass survived the Krampus, I would be, um, what's her face from last Christmas with her little Christmas store? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Michelle Yeoh. Yeah. That's who I would be. Just Christmas all the time. Keep yourself safe. Board it up. Yeah. Half of the family believes her. The other half doesn't. They're just like, all right, well, we know that there's something weird going on right now. So sure, why not the old German woman with her scary Krampus story? (laughs) Then after the house becomes vulnerable after the fire goes out, the power's out, fire's out, the Krampus's minions start to kill off the family. Here's a list of the minions that we're working with right now. They're so sweet. They're very sweet and demonic. So we have an army sort of of gingerbread men. Yeah, very Shrek. Very Shrek. Yeah. They kill one of the cousins who's kind of a chunky, chunky little boy. An Augustus Gloop, if you will. Yeah. They trick him by dangling a gingerbread in the fireplace with a fish hook, like a large hook. And they literally capture him (laughs) via like a fish hook. That's a good one. That's one of my favorite deaths. And suck him up the tripney and then turn him into a snowman outside. Yeah. Unclear, but. Yeah. Oh, is that what the snowmen are? Like how many people have died? I'm not sure, but it was one of the snowmen was clearly the little boy. Oh. So I don't know who the other snowmen were that appear outside, but it did seem like one of them was the cousin. Yeah, there's just a collection of like very eerie snowmen that start appearing. Very Jack Frost looking snowmen. Second demon that we've mentioned is a very, very large Jack in the Box. Horrible. That Krampus somehow snuck all these presents into the house by leaving a big bag of toys on their stoop and they just brought them inside. Yeah. And that one takes takes out one of the other cousins and like the cat, I think. I think it grows as it eats people because mm-hmm. it is kind of like dragging itself through the house very slowly. It's like no face and spirited away. Yes. Another yes. mention of no face and spirited away. Another no face. <laughs> one of my favorites is there is an evil demon cherub. Oh, sweet baby angel. Sweet baby angel that has razor sharp teeth. I should mention all of these have that sort of like, they have their normal face, but then like where their mouth is to their chin, it's just all teeth. Yeah. And like weird red flesh. Yeah. It's like. It's real cute. Yeah. It's really sweet. I love it. There's also an army of demon elves that appear. They're kind of henchmen. They're fine. They're kind of. They're not that interesting. They just kind of show up and surround them at one point and yeah. just take. They're three French hens. Yeah. The other ones are much more interesting. They don't even really look like elves. They're just called elves. And then there's also like an unseen snow monster, which, as I mentioned to Kara before we started recording, definitely has the highest body count mm-hmm. of Very all the powerful. demons. 
it's it sucks up basically all of them. Are we finally gonna talk about sweet Daddy Krampus? We can talk about Daddy Krampus. Daddy a bit. Krampus with his little horns and in his long tongue. So while some of the family tries to escape the house, the Krampus finally shows up and makes his big entrance down the chimney, kind of slithers out. The Krampus, I want you to picture seven foot tall, hunched over creature with goat's hooves and large mm. horns and kind of a demonic face and like a long serpent-like tongue. Yeah. Dressed in ghost of Christmas future type clothes and sure. rope. And Omi stays to face him one last time. Omi stands up to the Krampus and she's like, I'm ready. And the Krampus recognizes her and gives her a nice little like stroke on his face with his very long gross fingernail and like slithers his very long tongue out at her and she dies. It's so romantic. Off camera she dies at least. So because she's so in love. He's a gentle he's a gentleman about how it. How hot Krampus is. The rest of the family, except Max and his cousin, end up getting killed by the snow monster. And Max's cousin gets taken by the elves. And Max is given one of the baubles that was given to Omi. Krampus gives him it and he's like, You're free. (laughs) Don't forget about Christmas again. And Max is like, No, I'm not going to let Krampus win. He chases Krampus down. And Krampus and his minions are all standing around a bit of the street that he has opened up into a portal to hell. And Max is like, please let my cousin survive. Bring my family back. Take me instead. And Krampus turns to look to him and considers for a second, maybe I'll let this exchange happen. And he's like, nah, just kidding. And he throws (laughs) Max's cousin into the pits of hell, throws Max into the pits of hell, and they all jump down after him. And they're like, (laughs) woohoo. Krampus Krampus and his minions are like, woohoo, Max is dead. But then Max wakes up on Christmas morning. It was all a dream. Thinking this was all a nightmare. What a terrible dream. He looks outside. It's snowing, but like it doesn't look that out of sorts. But we, the audience, can tell by the way the camera looks that something is off. It's like a little like too blurred Mm -hmm. in aspects of it. And you see that one of Max's presents is actually the same bauble he was given by the Krampus. And his family is now trapped in a snow globe, sitting in a collection with hundreds of other families trapped in snow globes in Krampus's workshop. Yeah. And that's how the movie ends. I think it's nice that he has a hobby. Yeah, he likes to collect. He likes to collect, you know, like we collect books, recipes, compliments, and sweet daddy Krampus collects just the nicest, nostalgic, adorable snow globes with people's souls who he has killed. And I think that that's so sweet. Okay, he's killing people fine but like there are people who don't like christmas so like big loss i think you'll touch on this but one of the things what we were reading about the krampus lore is that he and santa at one point were partners yeah they would go together and krampus would give bad things to the children who misbehaved and santa would give presents yeah so krampus is just trying to lighten santa's load i'm just saying that much like the christian lord and satan They're one and the same. They are one and the same. You can't have one without the other. Mm -mm. And honestly, God and Santa should appreciate the fact that Krampus and the devil are out here fulfilling their mission. Amen. So before we get into thoughts in the movie, this is my first exposure to Krampus generally, the Krampus Mm -hmm. lore. And I love it. And I think that 
Community theaters should alternate out Christmas carols and do a Krampus play every year. And I'm a big fan of the horror Christmas genre Mm -hmm. because I'm a big fan of giving people the ability to feel all types of ways about Christmas. Right. Honestly, we were talking about this while watching Krampus and we're like, we should throw a Christmas horror themed party because that sounds like a lot of fun. So big fan of the lore generally. Yeah. Do I think this movie is an excellent horror movie? <sighs> what is an excellent horror movie? Yeah, right. You like, know, what, like, is, what, what makes a horror movie excellent? Yeah, I don't think that this is in the same league as Gremlins. I want to say Gremlins has some sort of like cinematic lasting power, but I can't put my finger on what it is. Well, I think what it is is that Gremlins has the John Hughes, Chris Columbus, Spielberg tags on them that make them last longer. Also, 80s versus this came out in 2015. Right, right. I, I do think also there's just the universe is a little richer in Gremlins than in Krampus. Sure. But I still really enjoyed this. Yeah. This is a very fun, not good movie, but in the way that not good movies are good. The way they're supposed to be not good. There's several animated gingerbread men that are intentionally animated poorly. Yeah. Right. This is your classic B-horror movie. Yeah. You know, this is a monster of the week. This is going to be playing on, oh, you will never know what I'm trying to reference. I don't even know why I'm going to try and get you to get to it. But on like public access, on like Friday night, Sven Gulli. Do you know Sven Gulli? No, I don't know her. Okay. Well, Sven Gulli has like a monster of the week special on like public Mm -hmm. access TV. I think in the universe of The Exorcist to Sharknado. Sure. There's a lot of stuff in between. Mm -hmm. Leaning towards at the halfway point, I would say is Gremlins. (laughs) Okay. Okay. And this is close to Gremlins on the Gremlins to Sharknado scale. Okay, interesting. I like that scale. Thank you. Uh, I have seen Sharknado in theaters. (laughs) I have never seen it. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I just, it was fun. I had fun also. It's 90, like, six minutes or something. Mm Mm-hmm. What do you want? What What do you want here? You know, now I think and we were searching through like Amazon Prime or wherever we watch this and there's a ton of Krampus lorry movies. Mm. And I think there is a place for like a really, really scary, not gimmicky Krampus. But when this they went into a different direction with like a gimmicky campy, it's a horror comedy. And I was all in for it. Yeah. I also think that Krampus is hot. Yeah, I mean, he's got the bod. He's got the horns. He's slithering all over the place. And you know what? He's a leader. He's a leader. He and lets he lets his team flourish and fly. Yeah. And only shows up when he needs to. Exactly. Management he's a- <laughs> material. He's a hands-off boss. <laughs> hands-off, tongue out. <laughs> Can't lose. <laughs> Can't lose. I like him. I think that he and I would get along. He's someone that I want to play checkers with. You oh, know? interesting. Yeah. Yeah. While, like while you're in hell. Yeah. So me and Krampus are going to hang out and vibe. Yeah. I mean, he's only busy on Christmas. If yeah. you think about it. Like he doesn't have to do prep work. Listen. He's just got to find one family every year that's like, we don't believe in Christmas anymore. Listen, ladies, gays, and theys, when you're out there looking for a man... Look for someone with Krampus-like qualities, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Those are my thoughts. 
What did you think of the movie? Pretty much the same. Honestly, no notes. Wow. It was exactly what it was supposed to be. It was super cheesy, super campy. How did you feel about the product placement of one gas-guzzling vehicle known as a Hummer? I thought it was interesting. (laughs) It really brought me to a specific place in time (laughs) when they were like, you still got that Hummer? (laughs) I also thought it was moderately gross and scary. Yeah. I will say, there weren't a ton of jump scares, which is, I appreciate, in a horror movie. I think if we'd seen it in theaters, well, you did see it in theaters, but you were probably disassociating the whole time. I would feel the jump scares more. We were seeing it at home, yeah. so it's a little different. Yeah, that's fair. But like, they're like pretty predictable. Yeah. Too, you know, there's nothing anti-formulaic about it except for the animated short in the middle of the movie, which, which was, was great. Brilliant. Beautiful. Another thing that I mentioned is that I liked how Krampus didn't show up until two thirds of the way into the movie. He's kind of this like looming presence who doesn't have to be present for him to be felt. Yeah, I could sense, and this is wild to be saying about a movie that is as campy as it is, Mm -hmm. that the people who made this movie had a lot of respect both for the Christmas film genre and the horror film genre. Yeah. Because the waiting until the two thirds bit, like really building it up is like straight out of Jaws. Mm -hmm. And then all of the like seasonal elements of Christmas is, as we mentioned, straight out of like the John Hughes era of Christmas movies. Yeah. Yeah, it's really nice. And I like that his first on-screen moment was with the grandmother. Mm. I thought that was a nice little end to her story. Yeah. And the beginning of the Krampus story for us. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but that's all I got. I thought it was a lot of fun. thought it was a good movie. I recommend watching it. So why don't we get into some fun facts? What do you got for me on this? Absolutely. So I think that for the fun facts, I'm definitely going to delve into the origins of Krampus. Krampus. So the history of the Krampus figure has been theorized as stretching back to pre-Christian Alpine traditions. Oh. Yeah. Krampus is a horned anthropomorphic figure in Central and Eastern Alpine folklore who, during the Christmas season, scares children who have misbehaved. Good. Assisting St. Nicholas or Santa Claus, the pair visit children on the night of December 25th, like you said, Mm -hmm. with St. Nicholas rewarding the well-behaved children with modest gifts such as oranges, dried fruit, walnuts, and chocolates, while the badly behaved ones only receive punishments from Krampus with birch rods, which I think is the origin probably of where the coal thing comes from. I imagine birch rods means that they're getting hit with sticks. Oh, I thought that they were just getting sticks as a gift. No, I would imagine that they're getting hit by these sticks. Oh. Like they're getting like whipped with the sticks. Ah, well, the origin of the figure is unclear. In traditional parades and in such events as the Krampuslauf, which means Krampus run, young men participate dressed as Krampus and attempt to scare the audience with their tactics. Amazing. Such events occur annually in most Alpine towns. Since 1984, the character has become better known globally, having been portrayed in Hollywood horror films. Mm. Almost unknown before this time, Krampus has begun to become part of American popular culture. Fun. I love that. Can we talk about how IMDb uh, (laughs) summarizes this movie by a boy who has a bad Christmas accidentally summons a festive demon to his family home? It's not inaccurate. Honestly, is that not just is like in your life now that I'm in it? (laughs) 
aren't you a boy who had a bad Christmas? And all of a sudden, you've got a festive demon. Hey, I don't think I've ever had like a bad Christmas, but also I've never had a bad Christmas with you. Well, no, of course not. I'm the festive demon. The film was originally supposed to be released on November 25th, but was pushed back to December 4th to coincide with Krampsenat a traditional Austrian festival held on December 5th that celebrates the Krampus coming to punish naughty children. Oh. Oh. Krampusnacht. Yeah. Max's mom at one point alludes to the noodle incident that estranged the family from a neighboring one. The noodle incident was often referred to but never explained in the Calvin and Hobbes cartoon strip. Oh. Yeah, I remember this. And Krampus also leaves it unexplained. (laughs) So it's it's a reference to Calvin and Hobbes. I love that. Yeah. So they very intentionally made a point of having the film's first act be strictly a Christmas movie. Smart. Like we theorized. Yeah. Before having it turn towards horror and dark fantasy. Mm-hmm. I will say, too, that even though it is supposed to be played like a Christmas movie in the first half, it is like a pretty upsetting Christmas movie. Oh, know? for sure. Like they're all terrible to each other. Yeah. Yeah. In Max's letter to Santa Claus, his full name is Max Engel. The name Engel is the German word for angel. Oh. Which is to hint to the family's Austrian heritage. And sweet angel baby. Sweet angel baby. In Max's room, you can spot toys of Gypsy Danger and Leatherback. From another Legendary Pictures film, Pacific Rim 2013, there are also posters from the show Rick and Morty and Robot Chicken. Wow. Wow. One of the few notes they received, more than once from the studio, was to, quote, cut back on the baby crying, end quote. Oh, yeah. There is a baby in the movie that's Max's cousin, and it does cry an awful lot. <laughs> well, before that, there was more. Wow. That's, that's good. Yeah, it is, it is a lot. So the Krampus's true face is hidden underneath a Santa Claus-like mask and is never fully revealed to the audience as a choice by the filmmakers to allow viewers to make their own conclusions on his actual appearance. Very Darth Vader. Yeah. His eyes and mouth are only visible traces that can be seen through parts of the mask. This film's version of Krampus hints that he is Father Christmas's dark side. Ami Engel describes Krampus as Saint Nicholas's shadow, Krampus mm. operates in a similar manner to Santa, with minions and a sled, and the bell that Max received has Gruß von Krampus engraved on the side, which means greetings from Krampus. I think we should acquire one of these little bells. I think so, too. I think we should do an entire Krampus-themed Christmas some year. Yeah. Well, we can tie that in with our Gremlins Christmas. We can just do Spooky Christmas. Spooky Christmas is, a, is an underrated thing. Yeah, I agree. And my last fun fact is that this is one of many home invasion Christmas movies, which is interesting because that is sort of a, a trope, a theme of the, the Christmas genre. genre. Yeah, like a break-in. Yeah, including Home Alone and Black Christmas. Yeah. So that's what I've got on Krampus 2015. Krampus. 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 Alrighty, folks. As we do every episode, it's time for our definitive ranking of this movie. As is tradition, we base our rankings around the 12 days of Christmas. So, out of 12 days of Christmas, how many days of Christmas is Krampus for you? (laughs) I'm very proud of you. One take. (laughs) I'm going to go ahead and give this movie Nine Lords Leaping. Nine Lords Leaping? (laughs) By the way you're looking at me, I'm guessing I got the number nine and the correct thing wrong. 
Well, <laughs> I don't have a, a right or wrong for your ranking. So well, if you wanted it, to say number nine. I wanted to say number nine. Nine ladies dancing. Nine ladies. Nine ladies dancing who want to date dear Crampy. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I liked it. I liked it. It's not great. It's not a good movie. It's not a good movie, guys. It's not a good movie, okay? It's fine. It's a fine movie. But I had fun, okay, guys? Gosh. Gosh. It's not good. <laughs> but I liked it. <laughs> and that matters. That matters. I'm a critic. I've been doing this for three seasons. How about you? I'm giving this eight maids a milking. Eight whole maids? Eight sweet maids milking. Milking. With their cherubs. Oh. I don't know. Yeah. It's a really good bad movie. Yeah. We haven't had a really good bad movie in a while. I don't think ever. Yeah. The, like, Some movies are objectively the Netflix, bad. The Netflixy Hallmarky movies aren't like good bad, but that's a different thing. Yeah. You know? It's a different thing. Deck the Halls was objectively bad. Bad, bad, bad. But this is like the first like good bad movie yeah i liked it i'd watch it again and i think having that type of film in christmas is good it's important yeah oh boy thank you so much for listening we're only 58 days away from christmas and we hope to spread as much christmas spirit as possible otherwise the krampus will get you all so please share this with your friends if they aren't already listening to save them from krampus Join us next week as we take a look back at another claymation classic, Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Goodness, are we doing another claymation? (laughs) Every year you talk about this being the only one of them that you like. Oh yeah, because Santa's hot in it. Gingers need their moment, okay? Yeah. We have some ginger listeners. We do. And they need their moment. I would say we have a higher ratio of ginger listeners than most podcasts. I agree. We're here for you, Gingers. We like you guys. And as we say every episode, Merry Merry Christmas. Christmas.